0: All good things come to an end. After a statement win in Minnesota in the wild card round, the Giants got their doors blown off in Philly, losing to the Eagles 38-7 in the divisional round. Woof. We react to the blowout loss to end Big Blue's season. We also look back at the season that was as a whole as this franchise steps in the right direction. And we look to the offseason. Does Daniel Jones come back? Does Saquon come back? We go through all the Giants free agents and debate who stays and who goes. What does Joe Shane need to do to improve this roster and get the Giants over the hump? Lots to do here, and it's all coming up next on the season finale of Blue Rush from the New York Post. Welcome back to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside two-time Super Bowl champion Giants kicker Lawrence Tynes, Giants b writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz, and another Super Bowl champion in Brandon London. This is the season finale of Blue Rush. We're sorry. We hate to see you go, but we will go on a hiatus for the offseason, and we should be back. Barring any emergency news, we should be back for free agency In March, there shouldn't be any firings this time around after a fairly successful Giants season, which we'll talk about and we'll look ahead to the offseason. But it ended. We'll start with you, Lawrence, on quite the sour note as the Giants get their asses kicked in Philly 38 to 7. They had nothing offensively. They had nothing defensively. You know, Daniel wasn't great. The offensive line wasn't great. I mean, nothing was good in this game. And they got their, you know, the doors blown off. And 76-29, to 29, the Giants were outscored in the two games against the Eagles where their starters played. The Eagles were just the better team, and the Giants' season comes to an end. Yeah,
3: that was a bad, bad way to end. I hate the crowd that says, yeah, it was a good season. We over overachieved or whatever. I'm like, guys, these the Giants could get better next year and still not get to the playoffs, if that makes any sense. You have to take advantage of these opportunities when you're there. Now, they got beat by a better football team. I understand that. But to to the no-show, right? That was a no-show. And, and I, I found myself kind of pissed off watching the game just because you just wanted more out of this staff. But it was a bad plan. They made some bad decisions. Nobody really played well. And it was just a, a sour note, right? Does it stain the season? Maybe not, but for me, it kind of did. It kind of ended, you know, so poorly. I expected them to compete after what our twos and threes did against that team, you know, just a few weeks prior. Wasn't good. You know, in two games, get this, guys, two games, week 14 in that playoff game, the Giants starting defense has given up 520 yards rushing. Think about that number. 521 yards Rushing. I've never heard of that. So right there was the game. We talked about it in our pregame show. They completely dominated that Giants football team from start to finish. So
2: hey, let's let's be honest. Between us, between Giants Nation, Big Blue, how excited we were. We were running our mouths. We poked the bear. That's why we 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 poked the bear. We talked about the playmakers that the Eagles have. We talked about how strong the both their offensive line and their defensive line. We talk about uh how the Jalen Hurts was he going to be okay? Was we poked the bear and they came out? And they wanted to make sure that they stuck their foot and smacked right on their neck and and stomped us out in that sense. And not only just not only just the players, the coaches, the fan base, like everything about that. Even when you see online from the tailgates, Eagles fans getting into it with the Giants fans, like it was just one of those games where I think that entire city was like. We run the Northeast when it comes to sports, especially in the NFL right now. So uh, we, it was a game that kind of exposed what the Giants weaknesses were throughout the season. Kudos to them getting this far with uh, again, with the, the lack of playmakers, as, as people may call it, or not having uh, they have playmakers, but not having the superstars. On their team, uh as as other compared to other teams throughout the NFL, especially teams that are going into the NFC championship right now. And we may talk about that a little bit later on the show, but we poked the bear, we didn't handle business, and that that's and 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 that's what happens. That's what happens in those moments. Paul, what was it like at the link? Well, it was a disaster, but
1: you know, look, that's the tenth time I've driven there, right? And the Giants have lost, right, since 2013. Now, it hasn't always been like that. But so I have no expectation going in there, the Giants are going to win. Look, the Giants are not in the same class as the Eagles right now. That's just all there is to it. The Eagles and the 49ers were the two best teams in the NFC all year, and they're going to meet in the NFC Championship game. Very, very appropriate, right? The Eagles, at the start of the year, no one looked at them and said, they are absolutely a Super Bowl favorite. I picked them to be in a Super Bowl, actually. So, you know, kudos to me. Great. You know, I I made a good pick. You know, okay, I made a good pick. I make a lot of bad picks. That was a good one. But, um, you know, no one thought the Giants would go anywhere. Um, But I I agree with you, Lawrence, that the time for it was a great season is is now, is in a few days. It's not then. It's not in the immediacy. I sometimes I take a step back and think, because I'm so close to the Giants, you know, covering them. And I take a step back and think, what would I have thought just watching this game as a neutral observer? We all love football, right? So we all going to sit down on our couch and say, oh, we got a playoff game tonight, man. I'm excited for this. And if you see that, you turn it off at halftime. You say that was a lousy game. The Giants stunk. So you know they they made people turn off their TV sets. Um, and Brian Dable after the game was as quotable as he was all season because I think he was stunned. Right? What did he say? He said uh, I feel like crap. He said um, um, Lawrence, what was the term he used? I forget. What he crash landing. Crash landed. It was a crash landing, and it was. He was stunned. Um, um, I, he knew that it was going to be an uphill battle to beat that team, but he didn't think his team would get outclassed. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I see the owners. I see the owners' brothers. I see all the family. Steve Tisch is there. You know, everyone's there. They all go in the locker room. You know, you know the deal, guys. They go in the locker room. They have a little, you know, blah, 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 good season, and they all leave. And then they got to all limp home, you know, on 95 going north. You know, it's it's they hate the Eagles, so – um, that was a bitter night. In the days to come, they will relish how good a season they had. And you know what? Thank goodness that was not the first playoff game. Because when you do that in the first playoff game, you say, we didn't belong. The Giants did belong in the playoffs. They just didn't belong past the first round of the playoffs, as as it turns out to be. You know, that's for, that's
2: for in the coming days. Do you think it was a crash landing because everyone was so high? Like, everyone was so high on this team. And I'm not saying that they were walking around with their chests out. This team believed. They believed in both their coordinators, they believed in their head coach, and they believed in the leaders in that locker room. Same thing with the fan base. We haven't seen Giants fans this excited in a long time. So do you think it was because – I mean, you get, people get beat. People get smashed out all the time in football. But do you think it hurt even more because people had the, – now they had the expectations. They put expectations on this team.
3: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point, Brandon. Yeah, I, I saw some nerves. And I didn't see that in Minnesota. And and it's to Paul's point, you've lost 10 in a row now in Philly. That team owns you. And it's just like anything. When a team owns you like that, you don't feel like you are capable of beating them. It's in the back of your mind. And you could tell, like, Daniel didn't look so sure of himself. You know, there were some busted coverages early. This team was – they felt it. I, they looked nervous to me. Obviously, the Minnesota game, you know, they had just played them so well – they felt like they could compete with them. They have never shown that they can compete with the Eagles. They really haven't. I don't know when the last, you know, last year, sure they might have beat them uh with Joe Judge, but they, they just have not, when it matters, beaten the Eagles. And until they do that, they're gonna keep feeling nervous and, and they're gonna have to find a way and, and build this roster up. But they clearly were beaten by a
1: far superior football team. You see on the sideline at one point, Xavier McKinney was trying to rally his guys and rally. His too guys. late. We asked it's him late. that afterwards, and he said, you know, and look, you guys know the buzzwords. Um, he said, I, it just was a lack of urgency, and there was a lack of, you know, we were just a step slow. And that happens sometimes, you know. You, you, they believe. Look, they want a playoff game, so they believe. You know, they felt they had some pixie dust, they had some magic going, they had a good plan. They trust their coaches, just like you said, Brandon. But Eagles get the ball, go down and score. Giants three and out. You know, and 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 you know, we all know. You know, the Giants were down. You know, ten nothing in 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 Minnesota. You know, at some point, you know, they, they've come back from games. But um, I think against this team, they know what's you know in their heads. And 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 once they got behind, and once they got behind. I think everyone, you know, they didn't check out, but I think they kind of were resigned to the fact that, all right, we've taken this as far as we can go. I really think so. And that happens. You know, I'm not, I'm not really damning them and saying, you know, they were a bunch of quitters. You know, it, it happens sometimes, you know, you know, it was 28 at halftime and everyone knew they had to come out and play a second half and the Giants got the ball first. Oh, then you think, right, you know, maybe they score, you know, what happened, you know, it can be a little something they didn't. And, and you know, so they knew the deal. They just wanted to, You know, it's football. You can't just run out the clock. You got to play. You got to hit. You got to tackle. You know, it happens. And you know what? Maybe It's not good. You cannot say it's a good thing, but this will sober everyone up a little bit. And I don't mean the intoxicated kind, just to like, let's not get ahead of ourselves what this team is, because this was a slap in the face what this team actually is, how they overachieved, what they need. And, you know, Joe Judge, I guarantee you, because he was not like this all year thinking we're great. I guarantee you he's going to look his wounds from that game and say, yeah, a lot of these weaknesses and problems, they're real. They're real and we got to address them.
0: Well, you said Joe Judge. I think you meant Brian Dave, all Giants fans. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Nightmares we're about back. Joe Judge here. Um, he's you know, like, "Yeah." I was like, oh, God, I hope not. The only thought – like time that you felt they might have been in. It was 28-7. It was fourth and six close to midfield. And I thought Dayball threw in the towel by punting it there. It's fourth quarter, fourth and six in midfield. Why are you punting? I mean, there was 12 or 13 minutes left. You get that and score. It's like at least you're remotely in the game. I didn't understand that, Lawrence.
3: Yeah, and early in the game, right? He had two really bad calls, right? You punt the football. Seven zip, punt the ball, go play defense. You gave them the ball on a short field to that offense who can really do whatever they want, run, pass. I hated that call, hated it. Uh, you're putting your defense in a really bad position. You punt the football there, and then obviously late in the game, you got to go for it. If you're going to go for it in the first quarter, you got to go for that one late. But like I said, the plan was no good, right? Let's agree with that. They, I don't know why Saquon didn't get going early. I felt like they had some success there. They just completely abandoned it put it on Daniel's shoulders. And you can't do that with Hassan Reddick over there going up against Evan Neal. He owns Evan Neal. He's owned a lot of tackles. 70 sacks, what they add, five more. And then, guys, there's another play. I know we're not going to harp too much on this game, but in that second half, when, when Daniel rolled to the right on second and one, Okay, second and one. This is the drive we're talking about, maybe where they, they should have uh, went
0: for instead of punting. He went backwards, yeah.
3: Throw the ball out of bounds. He was on the sideline. Like, he took a five-yard loss, gave a sack to Fletcher Cox. Like, just dump it out of bounds. And you're in your third and one. And maybe that keeps the drive going. That's just one of those things. He's got to be better than that if he wants to be paid $40 million a year as a franchise quarterback. That's just a little nuance of the game that – like giving away five yards right there when all you had to do was dump it out of bounds. There's that's I'm nitpicking, but do you at think the same that time, game
0: affects what he gets paid? Like, do you still think? I don't think it does either, but do you think it has any no no, 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 no. But it's going
3: to, like I said, it's going to take a little bit of the shine off the new car, right? They you maybe you dinged it up in the parking lot, you got a little dent in your front fender. That's what this has done because. You know, I'm kind of reevaluating my thoughts of him to some extent. You know, after I was bragging about 40 million plus, he's going to get 200 million. I look at, you know, and, and the only reason is, is I look at Joe Burrow today, guys, and then I look at Brock Purdy, and I know he's just a rookie, and I look at, you know, I'm not comparing Joe Burrow. I mean, that's he's he's really that's top
2: class. That's the say, that's that's top class. That's what yeah. you're
3: chasing, right? That's what you're chasing, and you know, Joe Burrow throws guys open. Daniel doesn't throw guys open.
1: Look, Brock Purdy didn't throw a touchdown pass today. Let's face him. He's got a a freak show defense and he's got a bunch of weapons around him. You know, Daniel has to do more, really. You know, Brock Purdy doesn't have to run. Daniel does have to run. Joe Shane told me after the season, I take a week. okay, because I'm not going to make decisions based off my emotion. Great last game, terrible last game. He's no good. He's great. You know, he says, we, I take a step back and I get that out of my system. And then we start analyzing the season. And that's what we will do, right? We'll do that on this podcast. And that's what we'll do. And, 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 you know, smart people can do that. You know, they could, right? Like you say, oh, Daniel, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, um, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. Dak Prescott threw what? A couple interceptions against the 49ers in, in that game. And Dak makes $40 million a year. So, um, um, you know, we'll go over it a little later. I think the numbers of some of these quarterbacks are interesting because, you know, Daniel's in that mid tier and mid tier guys get 30 to 35, and that's all there is to it. And if you don't want them, you got to give me a name of who you want. So
2: I, I think it's one of those situations where he might have hurt himself on a big pay day in terms of in house. You know, we look like an in house arbitrator because I know he's got the fan base, but he pulled the fan base back on his side. But I think that game right there could have been that last, whether even if they did lose, I mean, even if the Giants did lose, had he thrown for 250, two touchdowns, one interception, then you could have walked away with that. Like, all right, he he played against one of the top defenses in the NFL and still had himself a good game. But again, like you're saying the things that that, that you said at times, not throwing that ball away, uh, the interception, and it was like legit people sitting there looking like, where was he going with that? It kind of reminded you, of the older Daniel Jones, the Daniel Jones of past seasons. And I think when you talk to, I know it's not baseball, but you bring in that arbitrator and uh, you bring in that person who gets in Joe Shane's ear and it was like, well, you didn't see a couple of years ago he was doing XYZ. He wasn't making play XYZ. I think it, it could hurt him here, but there are other places around this league that are like, hey,
3: yeah, there's a little bit of an, an, an indictment on Daniel as well, guys. I, I I read the the team they play against newspapers just online and stuff. And, and what they said they did is they said that we just took away his first read. Brandon Graham or somebody or Fletcher Cox said our goal this game was to take away Daniel's first read and make him have to run around and do something. And they did a great job of that. And when that's not there, you know, he's in trouble. And if you can't get through one read as a quarterback – of course, we don't have a true number one. You know, there's probably one guy coming back on that wide receivers that were on that field on, on, on Saturday. And that's Isaiah Hodgins. I mean, I don't anticipate Slate coming back. I don't anticipate Richie James coming back. So, you know, he
1: does need some, some weapons, but. Look, I'm up in that press box. So I can see, you know, what's developing and there was nobody open. Now, look, you talk about the numbers, right? Daniel threw for 135. I mean, that's ridiculous. He throws a ball to Richie James, right? I mean, Brandon, in your sleep, you you dream of that, right? Oh my God, there's a bucket. That was 70 yards, a, right? 77 yards. Okay, so add 77 yards to that. They don't win the game. They score another touchdown, and Daniel has you know 210. Does it matter? No, but it doesn't look you know as paltry as it does now. So you know, so so I think Joe Shane is looking at that and saying, well, next year the guy we're going to get is going to catch that ball. You know what I mean? I mean it, it's it's they know they know. I mean, look, Kenny Galladay. Kadarius Tony, Wandale Robinson, Sterling Shepard, right? They got virtually nothing from those four guys. You can tell me you have the top four receivers you get virtually nothing from for, for, you know, lousy play, getting traded or getting hurt, and you're going to be in the playoffs. There'll be a whole new crew next year.
2: He, he, yeah. l- lack of playmakers and the fact that ESPN says he was pressured on 64% of his dropbacks in the first half. So. Daniel Jones' agent, get ready. This is your season right here because now you've got a lot to go back to counter at the Giants or at another team and be like, hey, if you can protect them and get them weapons, look what Danny Dimes could do for you. So he might be the real, like in the words of Kevin Durant, you're the real MVP to his agent if you can get him real money. Now, after the game, after the game, you know, he was asked twice,
1: Daniel, do you want to come back here? And neither time he said, yes, I want to, you know, Saquon said right away, you know, I want to retire a Giant. I cannot envision that that was my last game in a Giants uniform. You know, Daniel was asked that twice. He didn't answer it. You know, and, you know, some people said, oh, man, maybe he's wavering here. He was. That's Daniel. You know, Daniel, after they just got their butts kicked in a game, he's not going to say, I want to be back. He said, I was still processing the game. I was still mourning the end of the season. Today at his locker, he didn't have to talk because – you know, he did talk, you know, last night, he said, yes, I want to be back. Yes, I love it here, all that stuff. But he also said, it's a business. And I asked him point blank, I said, you are really uncomfortable with this part of the game. He said, I really am. It's not my favorite thing. You know, I play for the love of the game. I play for this. Look, he plays for the money also, we get it. But you know, he made 24, 25 million in four years. We, I think we all can agree. He's going to make more than that in one season for an average. And that's, You know, that's just the way it is. But so he's he's not relishing. I don't think this he's going to relish the the direct deposit at some point next year. He's not relishing this business part of it. He really is. And that's just not his way.
3: Yeah, I you know, I, I was I was blown away by Leonard Williams and Saquon Barkley's comments to the media. Absolutely blown away as a player. If I'm their agent, I would have lost my mind. Saying you would love to be a Giant for life. Saying I would be open to maybe a pay cut. I mean, what are we doing, guys? Opt.
2: It's theater, times. It's what theater. Is? They, they, come, them boys don't the, No, that. no, the team Orange, will use right.
3: every single word. The team will use. I've done this, Brandon. The team will use every single word against you. And I promise you, when they're talking to his agent, they're going to say, well, we know, we know Saquon loves it here. It's their job to get you for the lowest price. It is. That is their job in management. That's how they build a roster.
1: That's why when you look at Brian Dable's, he doesn't come out and say, Daniel, he doesn't say
3: Daniel played great. He only says good. This is a game man. this is the business.
1: He did what we asked him to do. So then the agent can't go and say uh, we have the coach saying
2: we couldn't have won without him. We have the. the Thank you. What does your coach say? Trust me. me? Trust me. It is a. You do that for the court of public opinion. You do it for the fans. You let your agent be the bad guy. Them them fans fans ain't writing that check, though. Leonard Williams, Leonard Williams agent was wasn't he upset that he said that he's like, like, what do you mean? We're not taking another pay cut. We're not restructuring the deal again. I think I read that in a report somewhere. You're saying, you know how Giants Twitter is. You know how this fan base is. So they're sitting there reading that, you know, hashtag. That's my running back. Hashtag Leonard Williams seems like he wants to be here but behind the scenes that agents like uh uh-uh. uh show me the money well, they they've already
1: showed him the money Leonard williams they're not showing him any more money he, he
3: is he is the obviously not a free agent but he is an interesting case when Because in my opinion, and we just talked about the the rushing numbers against this team, and I don't know if it's wink scheme. It has to be. There's no way you have two players that talented, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, in the middle like that, and you give up, you know, over 520 yards to the Eagles. I just, there's no way. It has to be scheme-related or something, because I think they're both pretty good against the run, but they just don't set the edge very well. You know, Aziz is out, Kayvon's light. There's not
1: one inside linebacker who is going to be back. I don't think. No. You know what I mean? So so yes, I agree. First of don't forget Len Williams missed a lot of time and he's got nerve damage in his neck. You know, he's got some nerve issues in his neck. We know Dexter's great, but you know, I mean Jihad Ward was on a one-year deal, you know, is he coming back? You know, Ojalari wasn't out there much. Kavon is an improving run stopper and the inside linebackers, I mean that's I mean I'm I'm going to be 100 years old by the time they draft an inside linebacker in the first round because they won't that do can it. cover
2: a tight end? That can cover a tight end? Yeah. And that can play downhill, play on the other side of the line. I think watching that San Francisco, that Fred Warner dude is like that dude is like <laughs> Greenlaw,
3: Greenlaw, oh. Fred Warner. They got another kid. I can't even think of his name. Go get the Tremaine Edmonds kid up in Buffalo. Hey, hey how, how Buffalo. about
1: how about Landon Collins not getting one snap? Right, we thought Landon was kind of ascending as oh he's the hybrid, you know Landon. Did a little bit, and then they they buried him, and then they kept him on a practice squad. Then they played him, and then they saw what he was like, and then he said, "You know, right?" But, but I
3: mean- we put but we put Jared Davis out there, and again, what did they do every time he was in the package? They audibled and went to space and made him cover and threw the ball. It's You know, I know he's a great run defender, but it seemed like every time he was in there, they audible to a back out of the backfield or some sort of tight end route in his area. He can't cover. We're getting off task here, Jake. I'm sorry, we've been bouncing. No, I mean,
0: as you look at the offseason, they need linebackers. I mean, that's one of the top needs of this team is, you know, playmakers and linebackers. Jalen Smith, too. I mean, he's probably not going to be back, I would imagine. Oh, God, Um, no. Yeah, he he had a couple plays where he just looked lost out there. Um, I could show you a damn reel of them. (laughs) All right, so then let's let's talk off season. I mean, is that the is that the number one need as we look ahead here? Linebacker, do you go playmaker first, Lawrence? What do you what do you need here? Mm.
3: Well, first you have to figure out Leonard Williams, Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley. That's your that's your priority right now, I think. Are you gonna franchise one, transition tag one? I don't. That's going to make your plans for the rest of the rest of the off season. But certainly, I, I I'd rather go to the draft and get a receiver. These kids coming out are ready. Oof. I really. Yeah, these kids are ready. Uh They've been playing, you know, pass offense since they were in seventh grade now. These kids are ready. They're polished. If you find the right one, he can come in and start and help you immediately. So I would definitely go the free agent route to get a linebacker, though. Yep. Or two or two, whatever the, whatever that looks like. Again, don't forget, we got the young man that's injured and I can't think of his name. Paul, you would know better than I do. Torn ACL. That was a training camp. Darian Beavers. Yeah. Beavers. Darian Beavers is probably slated in. And I think what Giants fans need to remember is we've got a host of really good talent. That's IR. You know, a couple of linemen. You've got that Beavers kid. You've got Colin Johnson. People forgetting about this young man. This receiver, 6'6", big man. I think he's got a shot. I don't think he's a one, but he's he's going to stick around his roster. But, yeah, that's that in that order, take care of the in-house guys. What are you going to do? Go get a linebacker in free agency. And then, you know,
1: I would draft skill early, young, early. We have, you know, 53, 54 million it looks like right now. That can the be up you know, quickly. You know, now look, I mean, the crime of this whole thing was – they had Daniel Jones under contract on his rookie deal for four years and didn't squat with it until this year, you know, and that, that's, you know, that's rough. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence on the contract another two more years, right? And now they're ascending. They've already done something in his second year. So, you know, we know the reasons for that. You know, we know all the head coaches and all the offensive coordinators and all that nonsense. You know, they, they've wasted Daniel's time here. So they will have some money, you know, but, yeah, they have to decide on the quarterback, uh, which we think, you know, I think will come back. I mean, look, guys, look look, at some of these numbers, right? You know, I mean, forget about the Aaron Rodgers at 50. And let me ask you something right now. Who would you rather have, Daniel Jones or Kyler Murray? Not, uh, not a big debate. Not a big debate. Daniel Jones. Kyler Murray. Okay, that's fine. You know, we, we got a split decision here. Kyler's making 46, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, you making 46. So, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to mention Mahomes, Josh Allen, Derek Carr. Do you want Derek Carr and his team right now ahead of Daniel Jones? No, no. Okay, Derek Carr's making 40. You know, so if I'm Daniel Jones's agent, I'm saying you know he's starting you know, at
3: 45.
1: i okay. starting no. at 45. All right, Stafford is 40, but he's old. Where's right? Dak Prescott? Where's 40. Dak Prescott? There 40. you go. I think he's better than Dak Prescott. You know, okay. Now this that's the top tier. Okay, now we get the middle tier. I think we can agree that Daniel's in. The middle tier, how close to the top of the middle tier? All right, so who would you rather have on a team right now, Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. oh, really? Time Kirk can spin it, man. Oh, okay, he, can't, he uh, th- can't run though, he's a statue. Th- that's 35, okay, 35. So, we're saying- that's a no, but, that, but that's an old
3: deal, you know. It's always about who's up next, it, that's correct. Yes, like, yeah, that's an old meters. deal,
1: okay, Jared Goff. Oh, I like Jared Goff. Okay, yeah, he had a good deal. He's yeah. in 30, 33-5. Yeah. Now, see, Carson Wentz, 32. That's an old deal. Mm. We know that that's no good. Now, the Ryan Tannehill deal, I think, is interesting because he's at 29-5, so 30. Now, you remember- Four years year? ago, right? He's yeah, so, that, so, so for inflation, he's probably like at 34 now or something like that, right? And you know, Tannehill was kind of a guy- who I think they're not the same player, but don't you agree? They're kind of like middle tier. You can win with Ryan Tannehill, people thought. You can win with Daniel Jones. So, I mean, to me, you know, seeing Daniel and it's like, oh, it's our Daniel Jones. You know, he's quiet. He's boring. He's, you know, he's Daniel Jones. And you got to start at 35, 36, 37. I'm like, what? That is insane. But that's the cost of doing business, right? It It is.
3: And that's what I've said on Twitter when people come at me is like, that's just the cost of doing business whoever's up next like Kyler Murray Kyler Murray is not a 46 million dollar a year quarterback I don't care what anybody says but he bitched and whined and complained and wah, 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 and he got his money Daniel's never who
1: loved him got fired
3: right exactly so yeah. now they're in a hole they gave a guy 180 million whatever the hell they guaranteed him I'm telling you Daniel's Daniel's going to, his agent's going to come in at 44, 45. And my, that's where I would start because that's the new, that's the new deal. I mean, if, if, what is uh, Rogers 58 million
1: next year, 50. Oh, uh, the next year, I don't 58. know. 58.
3: Like it's like a $58 million crazy number. So I think 40 something is right for him. Now, and that's where it's gonna end up. Them. They could franchise him.
1: They could, I know for 31 at, 30, at yeah. 30 or 31, which, God, it kills your cap. I'd be upset. Yeah. It also, it, it's, what is the message you're telling Daniel at that point? You think we, you know, it's like, it's like you go, you ask a girl out for a date and you say, I'm going to take you out to a good dinner once. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you get one good dinner and you better impress me because there may not be a second dinner. I mean, I don't know what that says. And then, you know, is Tyrod the backup? Do you draft the backup? It's. You know, you can do that with Saquon, who would not be happy. You know, he said in the locker room today, who would be happy getting the tag? You know, you could tag him for 10 or 11 million. And that makes sense from a football point of view. But from a not, business standpoint. from a business point of view, yeah. but not from a, you know, face of the franchise point of view. I mean, these are I it's would a tough, love to be yeah. in the room when those guys are making these. They, wouldn't wouldn't these conversations be fascinating to hear? Yeah, Leonard
3: Williams is interesting, right? With that $32 million cap hit, I mean, you have to do something.
2: And and I see them. I've always thought he was someone that gets dealt out in the offseason and then you just draft some young big stud, like in the third, fourth round, that's a run stopper, pair him up with Dexter Lawrence. Because you have to be, I think, in this system, when we talk about inside linebacker or some sort of linebacker, Wink might not be here. So you can't draft someone specifically for his type of defense because then that new coordinator, this guy that you draft, and you, let's say you take him in the in the first round, he may not fit the scheme of the new defensive coordinator that's come in. But there's two positions we haven't talked about that the Giants really need to address: CB two, second corner. And a tight end. If I say you go look for – do, do you trade for a Darren Waller, who may want his way out of uh, Las Vegas after that year? A playmaking tight end, not saying Daniel Bellinger can't get better, and all, but you need a, a yak tight end as well if you don't hit on the receiver that you want to hit on. And as in terms of his cornerback too, Adore Jackson played, played his tail off this year, but now he's starting to – He's starting to be on the other side. This is now that time when you draft, you go to draft his replacement to take over for him once that Adore Jackson deal ends as well. So I think cornerback, a CB2 and a tight end has to be on the radar as well this offseason. Hey, how much do you extend for Julian Love? Julian
1: Love today in the locker room gave one of the best camps pain speeches I've ever heard. He is smart. He is articulate. He's a great guy. We all like him. He likes us. You know, and he he gave, you know, he should fire his agent and just represent himself. He gave blow by blow without tooting his own horn. He said how valuable he was. He said, hey, when Xavier got hurt, I knew I had to take more and more and more. And that was at putting myself at risk. But I did it, you know, and I stayed healthy. You know, he he talked about, you know, the culture and his value and this and that. I mean, McKinney's going into what? Year number four? yeah. So you're going to have to pay him at some point. So how much do you extend for Julian Love? You know, these, you know, and, and, you know, he said, oh, bring everybody. You know, Julian said, look, I'm not trying to beg for bank. I want to be here. You know, I, I think I can get it done. They had talks during the bye week, which were, you know, like I, I talked to Julian afterwards and I said, Julian, you know, anyone who takes a deal to buy week is going like, you know, 50 cents on the dollar, right? You know, why would you take a deal to buy week unless you're scared to death you're going to get hurt or something? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. we weren't going to take a deal to buy week, just like Saquon wasn't going to take a deal to buy week. But, you know, you look at the list, you know, Julian Love sticks out at me. Nick Gates, John Feliciano, these are all unrestricted free agents, you know, Breida, Uh, Jihad Ward, you know, some, you know, are are they going to bring back the punter? You think the Scottish hammer? I don't know about that. Right. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I don't know. Um, he's young. He's got a big leg. I don't know that he did enough. I think maybe on a one-year deal, I don't know that anyone's going to be offering him a multi-year deal, but you, maybe you you bring him back on a one year and bring in a a college leg, but you listen, Fabian Moreau, O'Shea Jimenez, uh, Richie James, Slayton. There's a bunch of decisions to be made. I kind of made my own keep and walk list. Uh, let's do it yeah you guys want to play the game let's, let's do it. it yeah just real quick all right daniel jones keep keep, keep, keep. saquon
2: walk. I ooh, know you're saying walk brandon
0: london <laughs>
3: walking he can get to
2: he's gonna get paid somewhere else he's gonna get paid okay. somewhere all right. else that's you keeping saquon um yeah, I, I think they'll keep him yeah i i can no
1: see no no him. i said are you keeping him Yes, I'm keeping them. I like you know why I like them. I like dealing with them. I'm keeping them. Ah, if they don't do well, fine. I don't get fired. I'm keeping negotiating them. with emotions. Ah. Yeah, with the media.
3: Here's an interesting one: Sterling Shepherd,
1: coach, walk. I think walk. He, Too many injuries. He, you guys know the the. the, the I say walk, coaches. Yeah, you know what. This I don't group, want to see
3: him get hurt again. That's oh, the yeah, only reason. Yeah. I don't I don't this, want to see him get hurt again.
1: This new group, right? You know, I remember when Dayball was hired in the field house, right? He's up there. There's there's almost no players there. Sterling Shepard is on freaking two crutches. He crutches over to Dayball to shake his hand. I'm like, that's a smart guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they sign him, they they pay him nothing, right? They pay him the veteran minimum to come back. He does okay, catches a touchdown in the first game. So, this was like his, well, prove it for no money thing. And he got hurt again. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not blaming him. He got hurt again. So, he didn't get, you know, he didn't stay healthy and he wasn't productive. So, I don't know if they give him another year for that.
3: Yeah. I just don't want to see him get hurt again. All right. uh, Julian Love, I say walk. Walk. Here's another
1: one. Football wise, you can definitely walk. He's I I he's one smart, of my smart, tough, dependable, right?
3: Too. Smart, tough, dependable. I I he is you know what? I Someone's going to pay him. Someone's going to pay him.
2: Thank you, I think. Thank you. I think. Someone is going you, to pay everything him. Everything you just said, Paul, about how articulate he was, and he He's, don't he's need phenomenal. Agents. He's a good that player. That was his just, way of using big words to say I'm about to get paid. Someone is going there needs to get a, a like big like contract. But, but from he somebody. was he was campaigning
1: for himself to stay. I know he's not going to stay. You uh, know, for less money. I guess walk. I want him to stay, but I could see him leaving. Okay.
3: Uh, Richie James walk, walk, walk. Yeah. Just not enough there. John Feliciano. Interesting one. I'm keeping him. Mm. I like what he brings to the table and he had, he played really well down the stretch
1: and he's a well, friend I, of the program. I could so. see a one year deal maybe, yeah. but, but he's the kind of guy I think that's a, that's like a, a, um, uh, program launcher. You know, you bring him in for the year. He, he knows what Dabo's all about. You launch the program, and then you go get somebody else. So I would say walk. You just call I'll that say, man keep, hey, because program a launch.
0: program launcher.
3: Program <laughs> launcher.
1: That's what he is. Yes.
0: Get the T-shirts. Uh, right? You bring them in.
1: You bring I know them you weren't trying again. to be funny, but that was what? funny. That was funny. He's a program launcher. You, That's he well you said, but I just program. never
3: thought of, uh, okay, John, sorry. I love you. I want you back. This one's a tough one. Might jerk at the heartstrings. Nick Gates. You know, I what? say walk. I, I, I say walk. I'm a, I'm a businessman.
2: I say
1: keep. You know, if he if he's not going to you know sign a big deal, he can play guard and center, and okay. he can he can be your you know your fifth starter at one yeah. of those positions, or he can yeah. be a backup at every mm. position. You know, and he'll make a couple of million bucks. Fine. And, you know, he'll get stronger too, I would think. And also, yeah,
2: yeah. you don't want too much turnover on this roster. You want some familiarity as well.
3: I like Felicia. I think he, so. The last two, we'll just lump them together for time purposes. Fabian Moreau and O'Shane Zimenez both walk for me. Walk, walk. Even yes. though Moreau was fantastic, fantastic. Had a great season. Someone will give him a two year deal. I thought he was good. Yeah, I like O'Shane a
1: lot. I think he's a really good guy. But, yeah, know, yeah. he, he had some chances when, when you know, unfortunately never. O'Jalari was hurt all the time. And, um, you know, he's he's probably have to move on.
3: He's still young enough to
2: make a dent somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He'll... I, I say, Fabian, you keep just to, to keep that uh, that secondary kind of intact as much as possible and let him compete with the cornerback, too, that you draft. And then on O'Shane, I see like Lorenzo Carter. Lorenzo Carter went elsewhere, went to the to Falcons and had himself a stronger year or a bounce-back year than what he had here.
3: I think you got Dane Belton takes over for Julian and Flott takes over for Moreau. Ooh, They're, your boy. Block yeah. can go now,
0: but they've yep. got these guys. That's,
3: that's a program, them
2: launcher. <laughs> program launcher. Program
0: launcher. That and Paul's reference to the date, uh, take like, a girl on a date. Like those two things are trapped in my head right
1: now. Lawrence, somebody told me once we'll bring that times in We He'll, he'll be a program. <laughs> program launcher. Program that's right. launcher. And you never left friend. You never left. You never left. That was a
3: program launcher. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. A lot of these decisions too could depend on if these coordinators are back too. Like if Wink likes a guy, he might bring him back. So we're not going to know until, you know, that's decided cuz we think Wink <laughs> should get a head coaching job. Uh Kafka I think'll end up staying, but we'll see about Wink. That could uh yeah. reflect a lot of You know, these Wink's decisions. only got
1: one interview. He's only got one interview right now with the Colts yeah. and I don't even know if he had it yet. I think Kafka's a ho- hotter candidate than Wink. I, I really, do too. Yeah. I just think that's the profile that these NFL teams want. You know, what I mean? wonder if wonder if Winkle rocked the sleeves as a head coach. Of course he will, right? It change who you are. No, you got to. Yeah, no, you got to rock the sleeves. That'd be yeah. cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, the Giants will have fifty plus million, and they'll clear space. It's going to be closer to sixty plus million in cap space, and Joe Shane's first uh, first off after a season with the Giants will come up, and it's a big one. Uh, I guess we'll close with this. Do we want to stay to the union of this Giants season, and where they go from here? Lawrence, your thoughts on the season as a whole? I know mm. you said fans shouldn't be happy, but say you're looking at this a week later. It's not a couple of days after.
3: Yeah, listen, I just think of this. This is the thing that sticks out to me this season. One, four, and one in the division. When you build your football team, you are only building it, like Brandon, you know this, to beat the teams in your division. They're not even close, guys. They beat the the lousy Washington Commanders, and tied them once. They are so far away against Dallas and Philly that they beat up on some bad AFC teams, and I'm not saying it's not easy – it's not hard to win in this league. It is. It, it, it's very hard. But 1-4-1, and one, that's what sticks with me. In your own division, Philly's going to get better. Dallas is going to get better. The Giants are going to get better. That's the thing. Every team's going to try and get better this offseason. So, you know, listen, they did go from three wins to ten, right, if you count the playoff win. That is a significant – so – Who's to say they can't go from 10 to 12 or 13? You know, that would be the difference. You know, it was a good year. Uh, I'll remember this team for a long time. I thought it was a great year for them, but let's not get it twisted here. One, four, and one in the division. They gave
2: them hope. They gave this fan base hope again. You know, you're seeing young Young Giants fans coming to games, young Giants fans showing up to events. Before, you ask a kid who your favorite team is. They're like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I like I like Josh Allen. No one none of the younger generation was really talking about the New York football Giants. But now you gave them hope. And now that you just mentioned that uh, times the 1-4-1 and one and building your roster to be able to compete in your division. Now, okay, you got the hope. Now you get back to some of that the old, a, a modern old school and what have the giants always been known for big blue wrecking crew solid defense being solid in the trenches and also having an offensive line so now you got to bring that aspect back to your football program and put that on the field and uh, as your product of football but again at the same time you're looking forward people are excited about next year and uh you're you're only on the way they're only on their way up You know, when you go into any year, especially with a new coach, to me, the Giants had to
1: answer these two questions more than any other questions. Do they have a coach? Do they have a quarterback? Do they have those things? It was a new coach. It was the old quarterback in a new system. Um, I believe they have a coach. You know what I mean? Now, look, Ben McAdoo was 11-5 after his first year. If you would have told me he's not going to make it out of his second year, I'd say, what, did he slug John Mara or something? How, why Why wouldn't he make it out of his second year? So you never know. But I think, you know, Dable is going to be here for, for, you know, a relatively good amount of time. Do they have a quarterback? Daniel Jones, to me, had to prove he could stay healthy. He did. He had to have his best season in, you know, he did. Let's face it, he did. Yeah, they have a quarterback. I'm not saying he's a superstar, but I, I think he, they can move forward and win you know, a lot of games with him. So those are the two things they answered. But they won a lot of close games. Half of them can go the other way next year, and they can be almost the same team. So nine can go to seven. And now you're not in the playoffs. You know, now you're seven and ten. Everyone says, What the hell happened? So um they made great strides, but this is like this is just wetting the appetite, I think. Now it's up to Joe Shane. Now, okay, the first year you didn't have a lot of money, just do what you can sign these one-year guys and we'll take it from there now he's got some money so now they got to pick it up great free agency great draft um but no they is they, right brandon's right i mean they, you know they, this this fan base was disgusted and embarrassed and and and, and really i mean you, you know lawrence you know you guys you guys brandon you guys bleed this stuff and it was embarrassing it was totally embarrassing and, and they're not an embarrassment and they want a playoff game so um um, I think, you know, the arrows pointing up, I think people will be very pumped up for, for the off season and for the draft and for OTAs and all that stuff.
3: Who is their out of conference game? Who is their out of conference next year? Um,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. Miami. Yeah, they, so you AFC. Know, oh, AFC East. Yeah. They got bills, jets. Yes, Dolphins. Yes. They go to the 49ers. Patriots. They go to the 49ers. Oof. They go to the Cardinals. They go to Las Vegas. Cause I know these are all long trips for me. Right. Yep. Those trips. Yep. Um, Miami, th- th- that's in, in the division, yeah. Um, that's
3: a tough, tough, tough – and the Jets will be good, right? If they get a quarterback, they'll, they're going to be good. That's a funky
1: game anyway, if they're good or not good.
0: Always, yeah. Always. Know, Paul's saying about quarterback coach, the Giants have that. The Jets don't know if they have that. So I think they did answer those two important questions. And I think you can't overlook the fact a team loses its first four receivers. I mean, how are you supposed to win with five through nine and with your $72 million man – getting a celebration for a block every week. I mean, that's not fair on a team to celebrate that. Like they need playmakers. They need guys for the quarterback to get the ball to. And I think that'll make a huge difference. They had such bad luck and so early with the injuries. A lot of these came earlier in the season. And I think Wandale Robinson coming back will be huge. This is a guy that you could do so much with on the offense that they lost. So I I think the injuries really doomed them. I think the future is bright. Dayball is a fan favorite. As I always say the you know, the, the greatest fat guy in New York since Biggie, he's only going to get, you know, his story's only gonna get better if the Giants could win more playoff games. Hearts, do you want to close this out with your uh, your fan outlook of this Giants season? Look, as a fan of the Giants, this is all I could have wanted this season. The Giants aren't a punchline anymore. They've been a punchline for the past few years. The fact that we got a playoff win, we got a playoff team. If you told me before the season started that we'd be in the playoffs and we'd win a game, I'd sign up for that 10 times out of 10. Does it suck the way that they lost to the Eagles? Yeah. LT's right. Everyone's right here. They got to get better. They will get better. They have a coach. I think they have the quarterback. But as a fan, it makes me happy to see the Giants at least back to where they should be. A competitive football team that I like to watch on Sundays and I'm not miserable watching a game. So it was a good year for the Giants and hopefully we're getting better. Listen, they went from me- free medium Pepsi's to no water in the team hotel on the day of a playoff game. How about mm. that? That's, I guess that's a glow up, no pizza hut, no water, uh, no victory for the giants. The season is over. And so is the season of blue rush guys. It was a fun year. Brandon, welcome to the program this year. Uh, had fun with the, uh, you know, the Sny studio, the blue rush previews, shout out to Chris DeLuca and Emma Kate Austin did a great job helping produce that's the right. show along with Andrew Hartz and I this season, uh, we couldn't do it without them. I think the video aspect was fun. Numbers were great. We killed it this year. The Giants killed it. It was the best season of Blue Rush, and uh, you know we assume that we will be back next season, and uh, we are looking forward to that. And for one final time, the Scotsman, as he does best, will close this season of Blue Rush next. Uh, I think the future of the team is bright. I think um, you know we've got a lot of you know young you know core guys who've made a lot of plays, stepped up, and. Um, been huge all year. So, um, yeah, I think there's a, there's certainly a bright future here
3: and that's us cheerio to episode 142 of season 4 on Blue Rush our Giants podcast from the New York Post you stumbled a little bit there but that's okay Lawrence you I did play? but you're <laughs> interrupting let me finish thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hart for producing the show all season long thank you for the credits for doing a we stumble there just a wee
0: one we might as well stumble it's the last time we'll do it for a very very long time uh, the off season is ahead it's been a fun season of Blue Rush it's the most fun season when the team wins football games and we have playoff podcast it's more money for the new york post and for us but lawrence as we look ahead what is your off season entail what do you do now do you go to a tropical island what do you do uh, no it was a lovely wee season uh, what do I do
3: I just go back to work and uh, dream about podcasting what else would I do alright let's go for Brandon London Jake Brown Paul Schwartz I'm the Scotsman Lawrence Tynes. thank you all Giants fans for supporting Blue Rush all season long we appreciate you not only listening to the show but also watching our lovely faces on the New York Post Sports YouTube page we are done for the season but we will return to your eardrums when free agency gets going in March until then we will chat with you all next next time on Blue Rush. Cheerio! I'm chuffed.